Welcome back to Cop Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. I'm Errol Koenig. And I'm Alice. And we're back. Yes. Once again, to continue on with our March Madness of all March Madnesses to decide the greatest sci-fi movie of the millennium. Madness. Yeah. For the record, I am going to have to bleep out the the MM things because that is that is copyrighted oh. by the NCAA. <laughs> and we are not allowed to use that, which is why in all the ESPN oh. podcasts, they call it the NCAA uh, tournament. Uh-huh. Um, or Dang. the third month strike two uh, mania, third month <laughs> mania. Uh, so uh, we have no claims to anything uh, with um, neither March nor um, the accompanying. Why do we call madness. it months before April insanity? I mean, we could do that, but it, that's a mouthful. That is, that's true. Um, February infatuation. I mean, sure, Ooh. but the, the alliteration, though. That's true. It's, mm. Like, if you're going to do post-February using phenomenon. <laughs> now, <laughs> now <laughs> see, what I did there is, instead of phenomenon, I just forgot about the H and just said phenomenon. Oh, can you explain it again? I didn't yeah, get no, it the so, first time. So it's March Madness, Manon. Now no. we have to beep that again. <laughs> no, it's, all right. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's let's get into the bracket. Uh, so in the last two episodes, we talked about um, round one. We did uh, the uh, forty-eight awesome movies that are in the bracket. We narrowed it down to sixteen. Now we're going to do a couple head-to-head matchups. Uh, and yeah, so yeah. I think uh, actually before we jump in, let's just give a quick note because we received a comment on Facebook mm-hmm. from the wonderful Mike Kunzer, um, and he asked, you know, what bounded you know our time frame. As we mentioned, this is the bracket of the greatest sci-fi movies of the millennium. We're referring to this millennium from 2000 uh, forward. Uh, so all of the greatest sci-fi movies in that range. Yeah. Uh, he also brought up a couple uh, other notes about you have a lot of Marvel movies, but not that many DC movies. Uh, and he's saying, why not Dark Knight or Wonder Woman? We went against Dark Knight uh, because it was a little bit too grounded in reality, not not so much about it, the movie wasn't really that much about the technology it was more about this bat he yeah. was a man uh and he also <laughs> asked about wonder woman who that is more of a fantasy than it is a sci-fi yeah so with that said mm-hmm. i think it's time to get into our bracket all right let's do it so uh just to recap from last episode so we started with three uh three movies in each uh Yes. Each bracket, I guess, uh, for the first round narrowed it down to one. Yes. So now we have one, one v one from now on. So our first matchup is Star Wars: The Force Awakens mm-hmm. versus Wally. Okay. Opening statements, gentlemen. <laughs> I feel like one of those same people that you know is like, force, 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 force. <laughs> Yeah, I, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well. See, I have to use different things because I don't know if that's also copyrighted. So you know, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, Alex, what are you thinking? Oh yeah, no, um, I both of these movies are super near and dear to my heart. Wally, I grew up on. I loved it to death. Um, I think it's always kind of a. It's a great. It's one of those uh, great movies where you can watch it as a kid and you're gonna love it, and you come back like a little bit older and a little bit wiser and you go oh there's a lot of stuff i missed in here there's there's a lot of stuff i missed mm-hmm. um i really love 
that about movies when they really span those massive you know age gaps and generation gaps i think that's a big point in favor for me yeah i also want to say that the force awakens i think does a lot of a similar thing where it's introducing a great universe and a great movie to a whole new generation while still making lots of nods and Mm -hmm. um references back to older generations so i'm i'm really having a tough time picking to be honest yeah ryan i am also on the fence uh because i think the force awakens was a really good you know soft reboot of the star wars franchise Mm um you know it handled all the legacy of star wars while still bringing in this new generation uh you know it was a lot of fun it was grand it was everything you wanted out of a star wars movie but at the same time you know i love pixar and when i found out that pixar was making a sci-fi movie it was like they were making something just for me and this was exactly what i wanted and you know what they did with a character who you know can't speak it's just incredible and the story they managed to tell yeah uh you know with this protagonist is just amazing mm-hmm. so i i don't know which i'm gonna pick yet okay so it's a little bit surprising to me that i'm the only one who has made up their mind mm-hmm. about this first one because i am the biggest pixar nut that i know <laughs> and i will defend pixar till the end of time but The Force Awakens is, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's my favorite of the Star Wars movies, as I mentioned last, uh, on, the, on the last time we talked about it. It's, it is everything that I want in a Star Wars movie. And I do love WALL-E. It's, it's a great movie. I love sci-fi. I love Pixar. I love, you know, everything about it. The, you know, even though the main character doesn't have, you know, really that much voice acting to do, but uh, Jeff Garland, uh, he plays one of the main uh, roles. Who he's great. I love him in this movie. He's also in Toy Story three. That's besides the point. Uh, also, he went to high school with my dad uh, at Nova in uh, Hollywood, Florida. That's also completely irrelevant, but I wanted to mention it because it's cool. Um, so, like, there's there is so much for me to love about Wally. Just The Force Awakens for me is just it's one of the movies that you know when i'm thinking about like what movies do i want to watch over and over and over and over and like if i have to pick a movie out of my head to watch it's it's just off the top of my head to watch it's going to be that one that's going to be one of the top ones wally it might take me a minute or two to get there um the force awakens probably it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time so that's why i'm going with that over wally nothing bad against wally this is definitely one of the toughest um corners of the bracket but yeah I just have to give it to force awakens have have i swayed either one of you at all <laughs> i don't know so so one of the things i you know maybe this just for me but like one of the marks i have for do i love a movie a lot right is yeah. do i own a copy of it on dvd and i don't own very many movies because just sure you know, that's that's not what i do usually but you know i don't i don't own a copy of the force awakens i do own a copy of wally right hmm. um there. I don't know. I uh, yeah. I think for me, it's a little bit also uh, when I think of the future, right? And I think of especially, uh, you know, I look at a lot of the way things are going today. I think Wally still has a lot of good messages and and ideas that they play with mm-hmm. uh, that are very, still very very relevant. Uh, what is it now? Been ten? No, eight years. Eight years? It's been a minute. 
It's been a little while, right? Um, eight years or ten years. Ten years. Yep, yeah, 2008. it's you know it's a ten year old movie and it still is just as relevant today. Yeah, I I have a hard time knowing right because it's only come out recently and I don't want to you know totally relegate it to the dumpster heap of history. Um, but you know it's hard to say what effect Star Wars: The Force Awakens will still have in ten years. And I think for me, a really good movie still has relevancy and a message 10 years later. Yeah. So I think I'm actually, I think I've swayed myself more towards Wally. That's that's fair. Same. Ryan? I think I'm going to, in a stunning turn of events, I'm going <laughs> to help Errol defeat a Pixar movie. <laughs> that, yeah. God, I feel wild. That's weird. Yeah. I don't, this is, I don't, I don't necessarily like happens. it. I don't necessarily like it. Usually but... the roles are reversed here. Yeah. Just because, you know, thinking about my experience watching these movies, Wally is a fantastic story and I loved every second of it, but The Force Awakens had higher highs and there were just moments where I was, you know, in my seat, you know, mm-hmm. flailing and like giggling with just you know, X, you know, X wings doing trench runs mm-hmm. was just you know, yeah, great effects and just the the pure joy that 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 gave me. I think I'm gonna have to go with the Force Awakens. I think I would call that the Thor Ragnarok effect or the Immigrant Song effect. That's, yes. which that's I, the more accurate. To, thing. to, to yeah. be fair, I think that is a very good reason as to why a movie would. Or like at least for me, like just because a movie has those type of things, I think that helps mm-hmm. the movie. Like even though it's like has the, the those moments that make it really great, I don't think that takes away from the other oh, yeah. stuff. But so whatever. Uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens cool. moves yeah. on, defeats Wally. I'm I'm not um, unhappy about that choice because yeah. they're both great movies. Yes. Yep. All right. So our next <laughs> matchup. One that has already has Errol in distress. <laughs> Black Panther against Lilo and Stitch. I feel like this is a similar uh, classic movie versus new movie. Matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will see. It's going to be a lot of um, actually. So what are you guys thinking? Oh, no. I'm going to let you start off here, Errol. Me? Or well, yeah. All right. So <laughs> I, the reason why I have you know, a little bit of dread in my voice uh-huh. is because of how much I love lilo and stitch mm-hmm. like i am not kidding like dur- during the last episode when i was like i'm going to will this movie as far as i can humanly take it i'm not kidding this movie means so much to me on like just from a personal level also just with the greatness of the movie i watched it last week uh just on the plane just because i wanted to watch a movie i had it i was like why not watch it it's a fun movie I, I was I was bawling. The people said it. I was in the middle seat. There's two people to either side of me giving me weird looks as I was just, I was gone. Uh, you know, Ohana does mean family, and family means no one gets left behind. The people sitting next to me did not get that with the same intensity that I did when I was on that flight. It's just like again, I've seen this movie so many times. Mm-hmm. It's for me, it's just intensely rewatchable. And every time I watch it, it always has the same effect. It's not a greater effect, you know, if, if it's hitting me at a time when I need it more. It's I, Lilo and Stitch, again, I love Black Panther. But for me, it's no question, Lilo and Stitch. And that's, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
So. I'm going to also go with Lilo and Stitch. What? Also, you know, like you said, it's very close. Uh, or I, I guess not what you said. Now. But for me, it's very close. Uh, you know, I think both of these are mm-hmm. good, you know, in the sci-fi respect. You know, Black Panther has, you know, Wakanda has all this amazing technology that was on great display in the movie. Yeah. Lilo and Stitch is about aliens and spaceships and, you know, galactic police uh, you know, mm-hmm. doing manhunts and stuff, and so it Plastic was. Federation, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You know, I, I, I watched it last week. It's more, it's more fresh in my head. I I, mm-hmm. I understand. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what takes Lilo and Stitch to that next level is the story that backs it up. And you know, I can Black Panther definitely has an excellent story and one of the best casts that's ever mm-hmm. been seen, but. Uh, Lilo and Stitch just has a kind of staying power, I think, that has made it last all these years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would pretty much echo most of what you guys have said, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a solid uh, ambivalent on this one, to be very honest. <laughs> all right, so so we, we have two for Lilo and Stitch, yep. uh, one for In the Middle, and none for Black Panther, which honestly is surprising because Black Panther is such a good movie i was dreading this one just because i i in my head i couldn't think of how any i i I, it just i might just be that i'm i buy more into the the hype surrounding the movie right now and black panther right now has a lot of hype going for it and i think that probably maybe got in my head just but I'm, i'm i'm happy i think for me uh you know it's you have two movies that have both incredibly relevant messages and you know um both do really great things with uh, you know, uh, bringing bringing new perspectives to uh, old ideas, and so I, for me, they're very equal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They they both have that kind of cultural touchstone. Uh, yeah, you know, to you know, whether it's uh, people who are African or people who are you know Hawaiian, uh, you know, it they both kind of brought that to the forefront. Uh, yeah, and so I think. They're equal in that respect, and Lilo and Stitch just had, took it to the next I mean, level. In, in, in defense of Black Panther, I think um, its statement on the culture and on society mm-hmm. is definitely a little bit more stronger, a little bit. I mean, it's not a kid's movie. It can take yeah. some of those shots that mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch, you know, probably shouldn't. Or, it, or at least that Lilo and Stitch didn't have to. Yeah. Um, and Black Panther did that really well. But I would say that the the heart and like the theme of family that runs throughout which for definitely for me and it sounds like for you too ryan yeah. just outweighs you know the, the 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 social relevance and the you know the statement that it makes which again amazing for black panther just not quite enough to beat the heart in lilo and stitch so yeah. that's a huge relief i can just i can take the rest <laughs> i can take the rest of this round I can, I can relax. I'm good. Oh, that's fine. Well, if you're willing to do that, oh. yeah, I've got a couple of things I might call a favor in for. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Then yep. we have the Incredibles up against the Martian. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think this is another classic versus new thing. But I'm gonna be very honest in that I love the Incredibles. I think it's one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. The Martian was just so good. It was just so good. I mean, you know, talk about something that um, 
you know, comes along in the middle of when, you know, space exploration research and funding is slowly drying up. People don't really care about it anymore, as, or not anymore, but uh, certainly not as much as we used to 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it comes at this marvelous moment in, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and suddenly people are like, ah, space and Mars again. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I think that stuff is so incredibly cool. And it's really amazing that a movie like that could just inspire people to, you know, get motivated to, to care about that stuff again. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's, I just, and the fact that it was funny and, and poignant, I loved it. I, I'm Martian all the way. Really? Okay. I mean, I, I'm going to disagree. That's fine. I, 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 I mean, it, I mean, it's a Pixar actually, movie you know, versus not a Pixar movie. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> as we learned earlier in this round, that there is precedent for that not going <laughs> quite the right way. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm extenuating not, circumstances. I'm, I'm not going going to disagree because this. I mean, this is you know boring podcast material because I agree with everything you mm-hmm. said about the Martian. Just I, I, again, just like my thoughts for Lilo and Stitch, the heart that comes with it the, the theme of family that runs through it it's i'm i'm a sap for that stuff that it always gets to me every time and the incredibles does such a great job of doing mm-hmm. all that on top of all the really cool super stuff and all the really cool technology you know the uh just it's also super funny it's just i'm gonna have to give it to the incredibles no again nothing against i think i'm going to be saying a lot of, to a lot of the things i'm thinking against nothing against the martian <laughs> it's a very good movie i really enjoyed it but the incredibles is just it, it's it's a touchstone movie for me it's it's one of the reasons why you know it, it, it's one of the reasons like when i was i don't know it's one of the reasons why i am the person who i am now it's just the mix of pixar and love of superhero stuff i was one of the first superhero movies that i really really loved mm-hmm. so yeah i'll leave it at that so ryan the deciding vote i'm going to go with the martian oh yes uh <laughs> because you know to me the incredibles and lilo and stitch are on the same level mm-hmm. with that that family theme and the quality is just really good and they hold the same place in my heart mm-hmm. but the martian uh you know everything you said about its relevancy to you know space and things that are also very near and dear to my heart uh but it was also very funny it was grounded um but it it's i think the only like man versus nature movie i really like Ooh. and you that's know, fair yeah even when i true. rewatched it you know the second or third time i still tear up at the end when he makes it back onto the ship mm-hmm. because you know i love stories about people coming together to work you know in a community to achieve yeah. something and the martian does that really well and so what it comes down to is yeah. the martian made me cry and the incredibles didn't so i'm going to go with the martian yeah mm. for, for me it's just the incredibles made me cry a bit more and <laughs> also just more a formative part of my youth but whatever that's fine the martian moves on good that's good for cool. the martian good for matt damon yeah right. he could really use a one yeah um, <laughs> all right well all right. speaking of people not necessarily coming together until the end uh <laughs> our next matchup is guardians of the galaxy and captain america's civil war yeah so we got two big Marvel movies coming head to head here. Yes. And I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan? 
I think I can guess what your opinion is here. I think you can too. And I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Uh, so we're picking Guardians of the Galaxy. That we are, yeah. Uh, you know, Captain America Civil Civil uh, Captain Civil? America Civil, Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Civil Civil War. War. <laughs> yes, the Scissor War. <laughs> the Claw. <laughs> yes. Civil oh, War was. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, continue. Captain America Civil War uh, was a phenomenal movie, I mm-hmm. think, on many counts, uh, especially after Winter Soldier. Uh, it was kind of continuing everything I loved about that movie uh, mm-hmm. and taking it to the next level. Uh, the Russo brothers did a great job having such, mm-hmm. you know, so many characters who all needed their moments and their screen time. Yeah. Even introducing new people like Black Panther and like uh, Spider-Man into mm-hmm. the MCU. Definitely. Uh, so, you know, it, it pains me to have to pick something over Civil War, but Guardians of the Galaxy uh, changed the way that superhero movies are made yep. so dramatically. Okay. Uh, you know, when Iron Man came out, it was pop. It, it did well because it was fun, uh, as well as being, you know, a good superhero movie. And uh, by the time Guardians of the Galaxy came out, we'd had several that were kind of in the mold of Iron Man. And Guardians of the Galaxy flipped it on its head and took it. You know cranked it up to 11 and just yeah just, it blew it, everything it, it out it of the took, park took different shots it, just trying trying out new things i I'm, I'm totally with you um i'll save a lot of my opinions for the next one where i'm feeling i'm going to be defending it a bit more um but yeah i, I, I love guardians it has that family thing when the guardians come together as a family so yeah that's I'm going with Guardians, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sold in Guardians, uh, if if only for the reason that it enabled Deadpool to come out as a movie later. <laughs> that, 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 that <laughs> is enough. true. The the comedy in yeah, Guardians definitely helped. It totally would not have been possible without that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Dope. So on from one Marvel matchup to another. Yes. Another Captain America Winter Soldier yes. this time versus the Avengers, also known as Not Space Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Earth Guardians. Earth Guardians. Guardians of the Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one pains me so much because Winter Soldier, I think, is my favorite MCU movie of all of them. Uh, and The Avengers is right next to it. Um, so I would like to hear your guys' thoughts. So... I. I probably should have thought about this a little bit more. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Hon- I honestly, like, right now, I'm, I'm right, right in the middle. The, the Avengers has more of, I guess, a, a, a significance to me in that it shaped the MCU. It was the first big Marvel movie, or it was the first movie to bring superheroes together. Um, and I really, I really love that. But Winter Soldier was also like the first movie that I saw four times in theaters. So they both have <laughs> have a really big impact on me, and I just they're both equally rewatchable. I both love mm-hmm. the characters, and both I'm so a- Alex. Maybe you can sway. So so one of the things for me that is special about Winter Soldier, as I think yeah. for me, it was the first time I saw a Marvel movie, and I went, oh, you know, they really can take on you know 
topics that are that are in culture and in media and like not here the big bad guy right like yeah, yeah because you know they, they had this whole what happens when you give you know real true power to some uh governing body right instead of yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of your own personal freedom in exchange for supposed security and i think you know that's that was such a special moment uh because all these other it enabled all these other movies to take these you know challenging looks mm-hmm. at at um at things that you know normally in the guise of a superhero movie you wouldn't really want to take on because they're they're hard um they're, yeah. they're challenging to represent um you know black panther is a great example of that right uh so for me for me winter soldier has that special place of like here's this uh, movie that can be both smart and funny and enjoyable and still have massive action sequences, but also leave, you know, have you leave the theater and go, huh? Yeah. So for me, I'm Winter Soldier. Brian, has your opinion been swayed? It has. I'm going to go with Winter Soldier as well. Uh, Partly because I think it's, you know, for me personally, I find it more rewatchable than the Avengers. Uh, which is not a knock against the Avengers. It's praise for Winter Soldier. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, I think we can all agree the Avengers is great, and we've probably all seen it many times. A few, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but More than I care to admit, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but like you said, you know, the way they they were able to, you know, in the middle of uh, you know, the public talking about, you know, the, the leaks out of the NSA mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, everything Snowden brought to light, you know, having this movie where a superhero, you know, fought the fight between privacy and, you know, security, mm-hmm. you know, literally punching his way through it was, <laughs> was great, you know, and they handled it very well. Uh, and also, it did something that I really enjoyed, which is that in all the trailers and everything, this was billed as Captain America versus the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And we all knew the Winter Soldier was Bucky, and yep. it was a question of how he was going to interact with Bucky. And then it started like that, and then the Hydra thing came in. And to me, that you know, it was yeah. the the good twist mm-hmm. that I don't know if it's a twist, but it's a you know a change in the plot direction yeah, than they, what you were they, expecting. They they, yep. they they snuck a political thriller upon us. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I I I am going to. I mean, my opinion doesn't matter because we already have two for Winter Soldier. Um, it's I'm again still on the fence. One of my one of my thinking points was that for Winter Soldier, one of the things that makes it as important to me as it is um, is its integration to uh, Agents of Shield. Mm, yeah. So that was like the early season. It was the first season. Mm-hmm. Not a good show. Um, I mean, the characters were fine or whatever. I was watching it just because I loved Marvel. Yeah. The episode that came with Winter Soldier was one of the greatest experiences I've had watching TV. Yeah. Because what happened to Winter Soldier affected... It was all about S.H.I.E.L.D. crumbling. And they had to show that on the show. And I think those things combined would probably beat out the Avengers. Um, But because I'm trying to think of it outside of the context of all of Marvel with the TV and all that stuff. I would get, I would probably just give it the slightest edge to Avengers, but that doesn't matter. You guys both vote for Winter Soldier. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Avengers was a, 
like one of the best superhero movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Winter Soldier, its impact on you know that political thriller aspect to it, but it changed the MCU because it crumbled Shield and brought back Hydra and you know did all these things that made them seriously. You know, it seriously affected the the arc the plot of the mm-hmm. whole mcu mm-hmm. uh in a way that avengers i don't want to say it didn't but it didn't because like you went into avengers knowing no. oh they're going to come together and they're going to fight and defend the earth and you didn't know what you were getting when you went to see winter soldier yeah yep yeah i'm with you all right cool winter soldier nice. moving on yeah next up we have hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy versus spider-man homecoming oh no two very <laughs> funny movies uh, alex you gave a very exasperated expression I and did. i am very interested in knowing what that's about. yeah because okay so exasperated the right word exasperate's a pretty good word because uh you know how <laughs> know you English, were yeah. totally impossibly split like like it came it came really down to a hair for you between black panther and lilo and stitch that to me is yeah. a lot how I feel about these two movies. Mm-hmm, sure. um, I think Douglas Adams is one of my favorite writers, and I think the movie, you know, although in some respects it didn't maybe fully capture his his style and his his method of humor, I think it it made such a you know, it made a pretty good stab at it. Um, and I think Spider-Man Homecoming had the same thing for, for like, capturing that good Spidey sense of, let's call it clean humor. Yeah. Um, I think is a, is a pretty good way of describing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or high school humor, PG-13 humor. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's not Deadpool, but yeah. And I think, I think it's because, to me, these are both, like, solidly mediocre movies um <laughs> that they're, they're I wonder what you're gonna pick really in the next yeah. round <laughs> <laughs> that they're they're so like they're just so close for me because i uh, they're just so now i'm a little bit offended that you compared it to lilo and stitch and black panther well, no, which mean... are both <laughs> solidly incredible i don't mean i don't mean that, that was a different of, the incredible difference yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> whatever you continue alex yeah so I, i'm i'm on the fence to infinity i don't i don't know if i can make a decision to be quite honest right i am also on the fence but in the opposite direction interesting because i love these movies mm. so much uh homecoming spider-man homecoming is by far my favorite spider-man movie mm-hmm. and one of my top uh mcu movies just because it was funny it had that you know the the twist that you realize you know mm-hmm. that you only see they built up well in hindsight mm-hmm. you know they did a great job showing you know a kid being a superhero trying to be everything he can looking for a father figure all those things uh it was just one of the most fun experiences i've ever had in a movie theater yeah uh but hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Mm -hmm. and i think is the you know the book is one of the best books ever it's one of the books that got me into books Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and the movie while different is still very enjoyable uh it still has douglas adams written all over it and quite literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i i have a hard time voting against either of these i think is the problem so errol what do you think 
This would be very interesting if it was two uh, abstains and just Errol decides. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so um, I think this is going to be a very interesting round because all three of us are going to have to force ourselves to make a decision because I am <laughs> right in between both of you. Spider-Man Homecoming, I think, is... I agree with Ryan. It is my favorite by far of all the Spider-Man movies. I think it is... Though, I, I, though I'm not sure that bar is super high given the Spider-Man movies before this. That's, that, that is fair, but I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. We, we have the stuff yeah, with sure. Iron Man. It's great. There's Everything in the movie was just done really well and like was just... It, it's seemingly perfect, but just not for me. It's Again, and I've said this on the podcast <laughs> way too many times, I didn't love this movie. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I, I should have loved this movie. This, this movie should be one of my favorite movies of all time. Everything was right, and it was done well, and it was a good movie, and it was very entertaining, but I didn't love it. I don't know how to explain that. Now, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I am... Uh, Probably not so many conflicting emotions on it, um, <laughs> just because it's a movie that I had such a strong connection to when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having it be one of the car movies, and yeah, I, 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 I don't know. The Hitchhiker has a special place in my heart, but I think Spider-Man: Homecoming might be a better movie. Now, which one is my favorite? Which one I'm going to pass on to the next round? It's like, yeah, do I, I go with the better movie I, or the one that's you know has a bigger place in my heart? And I'd... I think I think for me it's going to ultimately come down to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a really smart, funny sci-fi movie. Um, whereas I would okay. say Spider-Man: Homecoming is a really funny, good superhero movie. And if I had to summarize it, a little it, bit more and secondary. And yeah, and sci-fi is, bumps it up a little bit for me. That is fair, Ryan. If you had a yeah, I'm also going to go with Hitchhiker's. Uh, you know, beca- just because I think it's a cultural touchstone, much more than spider-man homecoming is and that yeah. 10 mm-hmm. years from now 15 years from now people are still going to be watching hitchhikers to to, to be fair i was probably going to swing with spider-man home get a swing <laughs> spider-man homecoming nice because although i do have this special place in my heart for hitchhikers guide to the galaxy i also don't know when the last time i saw it was it was years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. and while i know the movie has a special place in my heart and it's it pains me to say so long and, <laughs> and thanks for all the fish. It's, <laughs> I, I think Spider-Man Homecoming is a movie that I'm going to be asking to watch or th- that I'm going to want to watch again before mm-hmm. the next one comes out. And, you know, as Marvel continues to progress, I just and I feel like my, maybe my my lack of love will soften. Yeah. But or at least my hatred for for my lack of love <laughs> will soften. So I think I. We'll see, but you know, yep. Could end up uh, being another the checker Star Wars, is going uh, on um, yet again. Star Wars eight. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Well, actually, yeah. I, I think the Star Wars is eight, eight is different, which I, we don't need to get into. No. But that one, like, I, I felt conflicted while I was watching it, like because there were so many highs, but also a bunch of mm. lows. This one was just it was all consistently very high. Mm. I just couldn't bring myself to love it whole thing mm-hmm. whatever hitchhiker moves on hitchhiker um, 42 out of 50 they, they, by they, they will <laughs> they will they will stay here providing us with copious amounts of fish and stuff so cool next round gravity versus blade runner 2049 alex yeah yours? <laughs> i mean 
This is your Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner is kind of my my Lilo and Stitch. Not for Mm -hmm. the reasons that I think it represents family, because (laughs) no, it doesn't. Nope. Um, (laughs) No, it just it's to me the new Blade Runner is like what is is one of the pinnacles of what a sci-fi movie can be. Not necessarily should be or has to be, but can be. Like it took these really just imaginative leaps in you know in cinematography in uh a lot of well, a lot of really cool cgi stuff that they did integrating it with you know you made these very seamless but also at the same time it felt separated in the way that like when you look at a computer screen and you see a photo you know you feel like it's real but you also know that it's just on the screen um and that was really neat to get that that disconnect that is so present in real life represented on the screen which is so hard to do um i also i'm a huge i will admit i'm a huge sucker for noir movies and and to me (laughs) a sci-fi noir movie is like the ultimate thing that i could possibly have um yeah i'm just i'm so strong for blade runner i love gravity it's a great movie blade runner just does everything right for me right i'm also going to go with blade runner 2049 uh because not having seen either of these movies <laughs> and not ex- really expecting either of them to have made it to this round. Mm, uh, interesting. But I think, you know, between Gravity and Blade Runner, Blade Runner, like you said, it's a better sci-fi movie. It explores a lot more about humanity and you know some more you know technology and the interface and questions that it brings up mm. uh, much more than Gravity does, which is the martian but you know in orbit and now yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's I, right now you missed it I, I, you're I, still I, floating up there yeah <laughs> yeah i would go with gravity uh just because i really like gravity and i have thoughts on blade runner but i will save that for the next round so, <laughs> fair enough uh, fair enough get ready for that but no, i i i really do love gravity it's you know one of the first movies so i was just starting to get into movies that that was like oh this is a really great movie and like i could see this winning awards and stuff and you know it got nominated and it, it was one of the first time i had one of these moments that i can kind of follow a movie that i really enjoyed mm-hmm. uh and thought was a really good movie that you know people in the academy appreciated and they could follow whatever it's not winning blade runner is moving on and um yeah cool cool all right last one uh, Rogue One versus Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Yes. Whoa. So, in other words, Hamlet versus... Crap, I couldn't think of something from Jimmy Neutron. Never mind. <laughs> Hamlet versus Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> okay, well, I personally don't like Shakespeare. So I'm going to go with... Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going, going with Jimmy Neutron. Mm-hmm. Boy Genius is just one of the movies that have a connection to from when i was younger uh all about family which like i said works for me every time or almost every time mm-hmm. it's and also i watched it again semi-recently and it holds up so it's mm-hmm. you know and also an am- amazing soundtrack including a whole bunch of aaron carter who was one of my favorite uh you know artists of all time like when i was little he was the first artist that i knew when i had his record actually no i didn't have his record i had his cassette that's how long ago oh. uh yeah 
So yeah, because the record is so much know, exactly closer to now than the cassette is. Well, Although it's it, making it, a resurgence. It's had a comeback, <laughs> which is why I had to clarify. I was in Walmart the other day, and they're selling new record players. Like oh, they are entire higher yeah. shelving bananas. They're selling like portable, uh, like they're selling wireless record players. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But whatever. Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Alex. Um. I'm actually gonna go with Rogue One. Um. Yes. I think one of the challenges that Rogue One had is. You know, you're making a movie that's both separate and within mm-hmm. the Star Wars universe. Um, and so what, what was fantastic about that, right, is they could draw on all of these amazing set pieces and ideas and um, just really set the stage in a mm-hmm. way that another standalone movie couldn't. And I think they had this remarkable opportunity, and I think they very much delivered on, on most of their promise. You know, obviously there was a couple of... Uh, I think I think we can all agree that the movie was not perfect in every way, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and by contrast, for me, Jimmy Neutron is like, ah, it's a fun kids movie, but it, you know, to me, like Lilo and Stitch does not. When I go back and rewatch it, or Wally, when I go back and rewatch it, even though it's a, you know, it's like a cartoon movie, it doesn't feel like a kids movie as much for me. Like it still feels like a movie that, as a as a young adult, right, I can watch and I can just be like, yeah, this resonates with very much still mm-hmm. i never got that for jimmy neutron um that could be just you know i didn't grow up on it as uh, with it as much i think i watched it like once when i was you know uh, growing up so mm-hmm. but i think yeah for me rogue one just it it nails that sweet spot that is is so hard to hit yeah so i had the exact opposite opposite experience as you interesting uh, i bought into the jimmy neutron universe hook line and sinker when <laughs> i was a kid uh you know, I was you know, I was a kid who liked science mm-hmm. and stuff, and so Jimmy Neutron, the TV show and the movie were just so important to me. Um, and I agree with what Errol said about the soundtrack as well; mm-hmm. it's just phenomenal. And I still have, I think, the the VHS that we had of it <laughs> had uh, two of the songs. Like after the movie was over, they had like music videos for the songs. I still have. Oh my! God. Pretty sure I have those songs memorized still. I'm I'm not sure there's a chance I have the uh, CD player in my room or not not the player the the CD like the soundtrack <laughs> in my room right now because I know I had it and like that it's just yeah. the, the the soundtrack Kids in America mm-hmm. on top of all the Aaron Carter so it's just mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I think I agree with what you said about Rogue One uh, you know the challenges it faced being the first Star Wars anthology movie um, and I think. It did pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. But, you know, what I wanted out of a movie like that was, like, I'm I'm going in, I know these characters are going to die. Right. And I wanted to see their journey to get there. I wanted to see, you know, twists and this heist go on. And I didn't, I never really got what I wanted out of it. Mm. Uh, so... You know, it's, yeah. It was a good movie, but it wasn't quite what I wanted, and so I'm going to go with Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a, a good way it might be summarizing is like it as Ocean Zero, where that's the number of characters that make it out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, for for Rogue One, I didn't act, I didn't know that the characters would die. Oh, going into it, like really? Well, I mean, I, I knew like a good deal, but I didn't realize that it would be the type of thing where all of them get killed off on planet i I, mm. I i mean I, I didn't know what the story was and when it, and like there was a point i think um after they got to uh uh riz ahmed's character i forget his name the pilot mm-hmm. um 
after they kill him, I was like, wait, are they actually gonna kill everyone? <laughs> and it was the, it just kind of it, it caught me off guard in a good way. Yeah. And you know, I think that was really good about Rogue One. However, again, the point that I made last time was that it was not the right time for that movie, at least for me, right yeah. after the election, after for me a bad semester at school and worrying about summer and whatever mm-hmm. all the other personal uh mumbo jumbo that I had going on uh so that's and jimmy neutron doesn't have any of that <laughs> <laughs> it's, it came out at the perfect time and it will always be the perfect time for jimmy neutron so yeah jimmy neutron is yeah. going on oh, that's, that's the end of round two cool so finalists being star wars V-I-I, The Force Awakens. It's pronounced V. V. Star Wars V, The Force Awakens. Because it's Vine for attention. Uh Seven. Uh, Lilo and Stitch, The Martian, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Winter Soldier, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Blade Runner 2049, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Okay. As opposed to the vegan version, Jimmy Neutron, Soy Genius. Sure. Why, why not? <laughs> All right. So that was the the second round of our not uh, copyrighted <laughs> third month of the year m- extravaganza. Yeah, <laughs> extravaganza. Our, our bracket bonanza. Bracket bonanza. Ooh. All right. So that was the second round of yes. our bracket bonanza. Uh, Alex just listed off all these surviving movies mm-hmm. uh, in contention for the greatest sci-fi movie of the millennium. The millennium. So, <laughs> so I hope you are following along, dear listener. All of the brackets, uh, the most recent ones, as well as an empty bracket, are available below in the show notes. Yes. Um, and we will be back soon. As we continue, please make sure you uh, give us your comments on Facebook or Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. or SoundCloud, you know, whatever. Or SoundCloud, yeah. Whatever you feel, I just, you know, comments on iTunes. Or send us reviews. by Carrier Pigeon a note containing your review and also a little hand-drawn symbol of your hand going up or down. Yes, that would be greatly appreciated. However, I will be oblivious to said pigeons because I don't like them and I. Won't <laughs> like interacting with them so <laughs> take that as you will um but yeah thanks for listening guys yeah itunes soundcloud google play find download subscribe all that fun stuff and uh we will see you uh, on monday the night of the college basketball championship we'll also be when we finish out the bracket and we'll list our champion um so yeah, yeah. see you that night goodbye bye